My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello and welcome to Laugh Out Loud. I'm your host, Ali Hassan. First off, I wanted to give a huge thanks to fans of the show who filled up the Rotary Arts Center at our Laugh Out Loud recording last weekend in Kelowna. Thank you for helping to make the show absolutely wonderful. And for everyone else, those recorded live sets will be airing on our show in the coming months. We'll also be doing an exciting live show in Winnipeg in a few weeks, and I'll tell you more about that very soon. For now... Let's get to the comedy. This first performer graces the stage with an awesome energy and a real love for the audience. Recorded live at the Big Sound Comedy Festival in Perry Sound, here is Mike Rita. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, we were booked to do this so long ago we couldn't do it because of COVID, you know? And now we're back. We're back, baby. Back to life. Like, that's going to be with us for the rest of our lives. Do you ever think about that? That you're going to be the COVID generation for the rest of your life? Like, it doesn't even seem cool now, but wait until you're, like, 95. You ever think about, like, how we're going to be old, like, us old? Like, we're not going to be old like our grandparents. We're going to be old like us, you know, covered in tattoos, hitting a vape pen. Hey, Grandpa, you hitting the vape? Yeah, I'm hitting the vape, and if you don't shut up, I'm going to start hitting you. Get the hell out of here. You know, like, like we're going to get to be those people. Like, COVID doesn't seem cool now, but one day when you're 95 and there's nothing left... Like, our kids aren't going to care. Our kids are going to be like, yeah, Dad, I know, the great pandemic. Okay, all right. Oh, you had to wear a mask. (laughs) But our grandkids, you know, because they're going to trip, because they're going to learn about it in history. One day they're going to be in history class, and the teacher's going to be like, turn to page 70. We're going to learn about the great pandemic of 2020. And they're going to be like, 2020? My grandpa was alive in 2020. No, I swear I've seen his Facebook. He was alive. I'm going to come home and ask him questions. And the whole family is going to be like, no, don't ask him. Why? I just want to ask Grandpa about 2020. Do not bring it up to Grandpa. He's going to go nuts. And you're going to be in the other room like, let the boy speak. Let the boy. Come here, young man. What do you want to know? Grandpa, I'm learning about the great pandemic. Is it true you were alive? You're damn right I was alive. I'm a survivor. And they're going to trip because they're going to be like, Grandpa. I'm reading in my history book that during the year 2020, millions of people died. Millions of people died around the world. That must have been awful, Grandpa. Did you lose a lot of friends? Oh, oh, not even one. No, not even one. I was under the age of 75 and in good health. That's crazy, Grandpa. Did you catch it? Oh, like two or three times. Oh, did you isolate the first two times? And then then Trudeau stopped paying the bill. And we're going to be old and crazy, and they're not going to... Who's Trudeau, Grandpa? We're going to be like, ah, I think he was the first brown prime minister. I don't remember. I think he might have legalized gay. I don't remember anymore. 
They're gonna have questions that we're not gonna have answers to because we live during the Canadian pandemic. They're gonna come out of their history book like, but grandpa, it says in here in my history book that millions of people died around the world from starvation. Starvation, grandpa, that must have been awful. Did you starve? Oh, oh, I got fatter somehow. I don't know what the hell happened. They teach you about DoorDash in that, uh... <laughs> oh, oh. In my day, they'd bring the burger to the door. He didn't even have to talk to the guy. Oh, that's crazy, Grandpa. How did you know he was there? You'd follow a little car on your phone. have questions that we don't have the answer to. They're going to want to know how it came to an end. Does anybody remember how it came to an end? <laughs> remember it? For two years, old Dougie would just lug himself up. Hey, two more weeks, folks. And then one day he was like, hey, Saturday, it's over. Let's go. <laughs> remember that? They were all like, Saturday? It's Monday. Why the hell are you telling us now? What about Friday at 11? Don't even think about it. <laughs> Friday at 11, grandma goes to dead. <laughs> Grandma's dead. Midnight, yeah, you're good to go, no mask, no worry. It was one of the weirdest rules. Do you remember, nobody gave a damn near the end of the pandemic. The first week, people were dying in the toilet paper aisle trying to get just some tube ply. <laughs> remember that, just all over the news? A tragic story today, another knockout at no frills. You're like, what? Remember that week where they were like, hey, when you buy fruit, make sure to sanitize your fruit. I remember being at home like, I'm just not gonna buy fruit. If I gotta throw sanitizer on the apple, I don't need the apple. Bag of chips. Who the hell's eating, we're all gonna die? Yeah, let me watch my health. Get me out of here. I got two more years left on earth. Give me everything I've ever ate. <laughs> We're not gonna have the answers for some of this stuff. How did it come to an end? Because by the time we're 90, 95, you're all cuckoo caca in the brain. Your grandkids are gonna trip, because they're gonna be like, but grandpa, well, how did it come to an end? It says in my history book, look, a vaccine was created by doctors working around the clock. Was that how it came to an end, grandpa? Was it a vaccine? And we're gonna hear the word vaccine and just go nuts and be like, vaccine? What are you, crazy? No, it was these truckers from Alberta. <laughs> <sighs> If memory serves me right, they drove across the country bringing freedom and the highest gas prices we ever saw. <laughs> what are you talking about, how, Grandpa? How did they get rid of COVID? Oh, they parked in Ottawa and they honked and they honked and they honked. And then like two weeks later, COVID was over. <laughs> What's the correlation, Grandpa? The honking. <laughs> it's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard in my life. Literally weeks before Americans took over, over their parliament, they walked up, they were like, oh, where's Nancy Pelosi, you're done. Every Canadian was like, yeah, we should do that. Without the guns or the violence or the anger or, or any of that, let's just show up. And take over, yeah, you ever honk, it's annoying.
<laughs> you didn't lose a friend to COVID, you lost them to conspiracies. <laughs> Some people just went nuts week one. Da, 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 Bill Gates wants to uh, sleep with my kid. No, he doesn't. Back to earth, Johnny. Some people went nuts. Ah, oh, the seagulls are real. Yeah, they are. Get out, get out of your house. Go outside. The seagulls are real. You don't believe seagulls are real? Go to McDonald's at two in the morning. <laughs> Throw a handful of fries. There isn't a seagull anywhere. And within <laughs> Is there anything better than being a little drunk in a parking lot watching seagulls fight over fries? You're like, yeah, I get them. <laughs> I just drunk narrating it. As the seagull fights for the salted fry, many things go through his mind. You ever see the big seagull eating too much and you're like, hey, get the fuck out. <laughs> Such a weird joke. It is, but when people laugh, I'm like, I'm not alone. I'm not, you know, you see the, you see the bird eating too much. Hey, hey, let everybody have some. <laughs> On your way, boys. <laughs> Isn't it funny when a pigeon joins the seagull? The pigeons always walk in like Italians. Hey, what are we doing over here? We got fried. <laughs> if you picture a pigeon anything but Italian, you're out of your mind. All right? All right? <laughs> this is for radio, for everyone listening. I'm doing like an Italian bird. Like an Italian bird. You're, at, you're, you're driving on the car, be like, I see it. I see the Italian bird. <laughs> you know, we're having a good time. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, was, I didn't even make a set. I was like, I gotta go have some fun. My daughter's in the audience. Aaliyah, say hi. Yeah, did you guys hear that? I brought her because I was like a CBC set, nice and clean. I'll do it for her. I'll come bring her. And then I, I realized, you know, I should tell a joke about her. I got no jokes about her, so I got to tell the story. Um, I'm very jealous of how my father treats my daughter versus how he treated me. <laughs> I grew up in an immigrant family. It's okay. They don't have to say, uh-huh. We grew up in a different time, okay? I mean, I, you know, I grew up in the 90s. It was what it is, you know? My parents were just immigrants for the last couple of years. When they just got here, life was tough. I get it. But we grew up in a different time. Like in this room, be honest, clap if you never got hit as a kid. Let me hear you. You never got hit. <laughs> One person up here and three people that came together. Now listen to this, lady. Clap if you did get hit as a kid. Let me hear you right now. That's right. That's right. You hear how much happier the second group of people were than the first group of people? You hear that? Because everybody who got hit were like, and we survived it, damn it. Because if you got hit, you got hit hard. Like, for some reason, they weren't just smacking us around. Like, yeah, hey, I grew up in an immigrant house. Whatever they could reach is what they were reaching for. You know, belts. My dad, the belt was the worst because it took 30 seconds to get off. You're like, ah, oh, man, should I run? Should I leave? Look for a new family? This is... And I, you know, like, it's so funny. I'm so jealous of the way my dad treats my daughter. So jealous. Because, like, I remember one time falling down as a kid on a bike. I was in the laneway. As I'm walking back, I go, Daddy, I hurt my leg. He goes, only one? I go, yeah. He goes, the other one goes. Ride the bike. Go ride the bike. And I did. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> my daughter fell off a scooter on grass. 
And he, 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 we were sitting there. And he goes, hey, your daughter fall. He ran over. He goes, holy. No, Leah, you fall down. You okay, my princess? I love you so much. Oh, my God. Your father no do nothing. Maybe you die on the floor. My kid, daddy, no, no, nothing. Let me see your leg. Oh, you okay? You hungry? Yeah, she hungry? What do you like? McDonald's, what do you like, hamburger? No, chicken nuggets. Okay, grandpa gonna get for you. Mikey, get your daughter McDonald's right now. She almost died. I asked him once, I go, what would happen if I hit Aaliyah? And he goes, what? I go, what would you do? He goes, why are you going to hit your daughter? I go, man, what if she does something bad like when I was a kid? He goes, what'd she do bad that you're going to hit her? I go, I don't know. But what if she does something bad and, and I got to hit her? What, how should I hit her? And he goes, never hit your daughter. I go, why? He goes, going to screw the brain up. I go, how do you know? He goes, huh, look at you. <laughs> Smoke marijuana, tell jokes. Daddy hit you too many times. <laughs> and one of my favorite things was realizing that people who spent their whole lives hitting me will now beat me up if I try to hit my own kids. <laughs> and this is my favorite reaction. I go, Daddy, <laughs> go. But you used to, and he starts getting angry. My father's a very angry person. He starts getting angry. He goes, you, I, I, you, you used to hit, I used to hit you because you no good. I go, what do you mean I'm no good? I'm like 10. He goes, yeah, but you no good. Daddy say no do. I look back, you do. I say no touch. I look back, you touch. I go, so you're saying, if I want to hit Aaliyah, I can't hit her. He goes, never hit your daughter. I go, why? But you used to hit me. And he goes, yeah, because you piece of shit. Okay? <laughs> your daughter no piece of shit. This is princess, my God. <laughs> One of my favorite moments with my father ever before I get out of here. I was, I was thinking, should I even tell? I'm going to tell you guys, you guys are good. CBC, you cut this, you cut this, we got our time. <laughs> Showed my dad. My dad, while we were at the cottage last year, he, he realized that we were using a cell phone and we were watching like the Blue Jay game. And it was one of the craziest moments of my life because he never forgot it. And this year when he retired, we go, what do you want for your retirement? He goes, I want a cell phone. I go, why? He goes, ah, <laughs> everybody have cell phone. I don't have. Everybody know how to use. I don't know. I go, that's nice. He goes, yeah, remember the time you showed me? I never forget. Do you know what he was talking about? A time that I showed him you could watch pornography on a cell phone. <laughs> I swear to God. And it was one of the craziest, we didn't even mean to. He walked by and he saw that we were watching the Blue Jay game. And he goes, you guys watching Blue Jays? We go, yeah. And he goes, that's crazy. And my cousin just goes, yeah, you can watch anything. And my dad goes, anything? And you have to understand, my father is an extremely conservative ex-military person. It was the first time in my life I ever saw him break character. Do you know what break, you know what I mean? I swear to God. We went, daddy, you can watch anything. He goes, anything? Yeah. My cousin goes, you can watch people have sex right now. And I swear to God, my dad goes, sex? Come on. Come on, man. Come on, show me, let me see, come on. <laughs> and it was so funny, because we go, what do you want to see? He goes, I don't care, sexy lady. Yeah, we go, sexy lady, okay, what kind of man? He goes, what do you mean? We showed him the biggest one you can find. It was one of the funniest interactions we have. The guy comes out in a towel, I'll never forget. We hand the phone to my dad. He's watching it, this is, this is as close of a reaction I could do. Daddy, here, he goes, hey, the guy have a towel, why? Ah! 
Never show mommy this. Never show. <laughs> guys, that been Mike Rita. Thank you so much, everybody. That is Mike Rita. Check him out on Instagram at Rita the Human. And he's hitting the comedy road, zigzagging across this continent, making stops in Ontario, the Maritimes, the U.S. Northeast, and California. And if you live in the GTA, Mike will be doing two shows in his hometown of Toronto at the Paradise Theatre on November 25th. And as I mentioned off the top of this show, Winnipeg. Laugh Out Loud is coming to your city, and we're doing a recording with some of your best and brightest comedians on one night, Wednesday, November 22nd, at the Gas Station Theatre. I'll be hosting the show with a lineup that features Winnipeg darlings Danielle Kayahara, Kristen Einerson, and Emmanuel Lemuro, who won a contest for Funniest Comedian with a Day Job at Rumors Comedy Club in 2022 and then just spent a week headlining the club in 2023. That is a heck of a jump. We also have Spencer Adamus and Mike Green on the lineup, both of whom were selected to appear on the Just for Laughs New Faces lineups this year, and we'll be closing out the night with the star of CTV's Acting Good, Paul Roblaskis. Get your tickets now at our website, cbc.ca slash laughoutloud. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of The Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at The Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart, and for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back to the comedy. This next comedian hails from Victoria, B.C. and has a unique style that I think you're just going to love. Here is Mikey Doves. If the economy is in a depression, people will try to make you feel better by saying, at least it's not as bad as the Great Depression. But if a person is in depression, you can't make them feel any better by reminding them of a time in their lives when things were even more depressing. (laughs) I'm depressed because I lost my job. Don't you remember when your wife left you? (laughs) Took the kids and started dating your best friend? Oh, thank you for reminding me. That was the Great Depression. I think abstaining from alcohol can help fight depression. But if you ever decide to quit drinking, do it on your own. Do not join Alcoholics Anonymous. Because as a part of the 12-step program, you have to make amends to everyone you've wronged throughout your whole life. And always refer to yourself as an alcoholic. But if you quit drinking on your own, you get to refer to yourself as just another person (laughs) whose opinion regarding the people he's wronged throughout his whole life 
is that they can all continue to go to hell. <laughs> if you are a drug addict trying to quit drugs, the first 48 hours feel too long. If you're a cop trying to find a missing person, the first 48 hours feel too short. But if you're a cop that's undercover and gets addicted to drugs and can't pay off your debt to the very same gang you infiltrated, so they kidnap your partner and you have to quit the drugs so you can find your partner, who you're also in love with but haven't told yet, the first 48 hours feel about average. Some people believe certain drugs are good for fighting depression, like marijuana. And I think only stoners will get this next joke. <laughs> marijuana is so good for you that when you are high on it, it will help you realize that it's bad for you. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm mentally healthy because I'll have a really progressive thought. But then the more I think about it, the less progressive it sounds. Like, I was at the costume store, and I saw a slutty nurse costume. And I thought, that is so sexist. If women really wanted to, they could easily be slutty doctors. <laughs> And then I realized maybe I'm not so mentally healthy after all. <laughs> the law affects my mental health. Like the law calls crimes against people of color hate crimes. Hate crimes. Just to remind us that people don't like us. <laughs> Isn't there hate in every crime? I've never seen a white bank robber point a gun at a white bank teller, take the money and be like, hey, we're still good, right? And the teller says, of course we're good. We're white. I'm not gonna cause a scene like the Indian cashier at the convenience store. And the robber says, yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> the
the pandemic has forever changed my mental health. Like, I'll never look at a hand sanitizing station the same ever again. <laughs> like, you ever feel like your hands are not dirty, but you see a hand sanitizing station and you decide to use it anyway? <laughs> then you walk up to it, find that it's completely empty, and your hands feel like they are dirty? <laughs> I think toxic masculinity is a sure sign of mental health problems in men. But I also think that some men may be immune to toxic masculinity. Like, you know which male first name I think would be most likely to always ask for consent? The name Jose. Because nobody knows that no way means no way better than a guy named Jose. My iPhone is a big source of mental health issues for myself. Like, it recently showed me a news article, and the headline read, Phones do not listen in on your conversations. <laughs> but all my recent conversations had been about me telling people that I think my phone is listening in on my conversations. Now, after seeing that news article, I definitely think my phone is listening in on my conversations. <laughs> Climate change is a huge problem and always giving me anxiety. Like, I believe in climate change, except I don't want to see all the oil pipeline companies be shut down, because that would mean that all the guys who used to bully me in high school would start moving off the rigs and start moving back to my hometown. <laughs> they say oil companies never clean anything up. They sure cleaned out all the douchebags out of my hometown. Lastly, I think a lot of our mental health issues are reflected in the dreams that we have. And I've been trying to figure out the hidden meaning behind this one recurring dream I've been having. The dream begins, I'm sitting in a room and I'm reading an article. And the article reads, one in three men are gay. Next thing I know, I'm in a room with two other men. And both of the other men are my exact clone. <laughs> and I ask one of my clones, if one in three men are gay, and there is three of me in this room, what does that mean? And my clone says, that means that somewhere else, there must be a room with nine 
straight guys. <laughs> All right, I'm Mikey Doves. That's my time. Thank you so much. From the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, that was Mikey Dubs, and you can find more of his comedy on YouTube. And that is it for our show. My thanks today to the Big Sound Comedy Festival and Chris Pettinger, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and Brian Harder, as well as our sound engineers Kyle Kudasevich, Roberto Capretta, and Jared Hillel. And a special thanks to my producer, Lee Pitts. My name is Ali Hassan. Thanks for listening to Laugh Out Loud on CBC Radio 1 and the free CBC Listen app. We'll see you back here real soon. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.